welcome to all of the above where we couldn't decide really what we wanted to talk about. There's a whole lot of things we could talk about, so we just decided to talk about all of the above. We can talk about missions, church planning, philosophy of ministry, really whatever we want to do. My name is Aaron Markham. I am going to be your host uh, for this conversation, which really will be a good conversation between Trevor and me about buildings. As we, we should do some acapella, like little yeah, music in the, in the background, clap tracks and stuff. Yeah, we should mention our sponsor. Okay, um, Confidence <laughs> Confidence Coffee Supply is our sponsor. Uh, Alex Cook is a is a brother in Mexico who uh, is has devoted his life to church planting mm. to. Uh, providing work opportunities for the locals to making Jesus known down there. And uh, we encourage you to go to confidencecoffeesupply.com and uh, go check those guys out. Enter coffee as a promo code and you can get your first bag half off. So be sure to check those guys out with some quality coffee. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I love it. They, um, I just got an email from him earlier today. I think they were sending out their newsletter and they are seeking to plant a church um, in a tribal area that has never had a church. Mm. So... Um, be praying for Alex and um, his family and their ministry, and um, definitely look them up. You can also you'd also be able to figure out ways to reach out to them if you want to hear about their their ministry and their work. So it's all really good. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that, Trevor. I am uh, I am not a coffee drinker, so I can't do the promo. I don't I don't know the beauty of coffee. Um, I got you, man. It just is. It just it tastes bitter. I've only had it one time in my entire life, and that was Amber Mathis at Christ Fellowship Cherrydale. Convinced me at some point to drink some very sugary drink that had a good bit of coffee in it, and it was it was gross. So I've never gone back. So you're probably better off for it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, Trevor, we are wanting to talk about buildings, um, and I know that's been kind of a, a topic around our body, amongst you and me, amongst the staff. Here recently, um, as we received a building about a year and a half ago or so, and then have been walking with contractors for the last probably 15 months or so to kind of make some progress happen on um, a building at 407 Ridgewood Drive. We're super excited about uh, what the Lord's doing, how He has provided. He has provided. When we originally went to, to raise money, we thought we were kind of shooting for the stars, and then... Mm. The stars were way above that, and the Lord just provided mm. in beautiful ways. Um, so super humbled by what the Lord has done. Super excited, honestly, about all that can take place. Even um, over the last five weeks, we've done a uh, women's equip class here at the office on Sunday mornings. I also plan discovering TCGS, which is our class for new, new members to be able to come. Kind of didn't really realize that we'd be using the same little... I don't know, that building's, what is that building? 15 by 15 foot yeah. little building that obviously wouldn't hold everybody right. on uh, definitely not two events on a Sunday. Um, so then had to redo where we were located for one event. And then, um, yeah, just had to make some changes. So it'll be it'll be a, uh, a leisure to be able to have some more space to be able to host multiple things, which yeah. I'm excited about. What are you excited about? upcoming as we get to, to yeah. transition um that all of our problems will be fixed now that we have a building yeah that's definitely not true that, that is not true <laughs> in the least bit i right. only see my problems increasing uh, that's right probably now so i was thinking about this the other day you know we can 
uh, you know, in the past, we would, let's say we're meeting at the Spinning Jenny, we could, we could kind of wave our hand in the air and say, when we have a building, this won't be an issue. Um, uh, and you, you kind of have this magical future time when all of your problems are fixed because you have a building, you, you know. Um, now that we, we have a building, we're going to have a place, and it's going to be the place, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, you know, the, the problems that come from the place, we're going to be stuck with the problems mm-hmm. that are presented by the place. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have constraints and limits that we're kind of forced to work around and, and conform to uh, in, a way that, in a way that we didn't before. So I say that 100% in jest, mm-hmm. know, all of our problems being solved. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm excited about having a home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about having a missionary footprint. I'm excited about having a place that's our own. I'm excited about all of the, the practical pieces of that, um, like you just mentioned, like kind of being in control of the calendar, um, you know, having multiple places to do multiple events at once. Uh, we can leave a soundboard set up somewhere and just kind of leave it there and leave the speakers there, that kind of thing. Um, excited about all those practicals. I'm, I'm excited about uh, redeeming the space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It really was uh, this past Saturday before we had our open house and, and prayer drop in. I walked in and I was not expecting to see the walls primed or the windows in. And uh, when I walked when, when I walked in, it was like I, I got to see the space, like what it was what it was becoming, mm. really for the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost overwhelming. I mean, it was it was really beautiful um, to think about what it was and kind of the blood, sweat, and tears we've poured into to cleaning the place and to see kind of our work begin to materialize in front of us was was really neat. Mm. So that that part of it is exciting to me as well, like seeing the space redeemed and seeing it made beautiful and, um, that kind of thing. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. We, um, for those of you who don't know, we had a, um, that we're recording this on February 22nd. Uh, this past Saturday we had a open house and prayer drop in where we got to, um, write down prayers, write down scriptures, pray prayers. Um, on uh, to write down things on the floor of the um, whole sanctuary building. So in the office space, in the mother's nursing room, in the um, hospitality space, on the stage where um, preaching and kind of worship will be, or singing will be led, and um, and then in the place where we'll have chairs that we'll get to, you know, stand and, and sing and sit and be underneath the, the teaching of the Word. We got to write down scriptures and, mm. and prayers and that was just super cool. It's almost like a mini time capsule. Um, at some point, that floor will be torn up by somebody, maybe us, maybe, you know, we're long gone at that point. We've done our 40 years of faithful ministry. But at some point, you'll get to pull it up and read what I saw some kids writing. I saw a yeah. lot of people. So it's just cool to see what um, kind of has been prayed over and um, kind of written over the space. And so excited about, yeah, what, what is ahead. And we are um, nearing being able to move our offices over there. It'll be a little bit of time before we can, we can worship, but we're excited. So you, you talked about the beauty of the space. Um, you and I have been discussing a good bit recently, just tensions of, I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, we in the end will spend a million dollars on this building. Yeah. Um, we could have easily spent two million probably two and a half, three million. Um, we probably could have spent as a much little... as, as much as we could dream of, we could have spent on that property. Yeah, exactly. And we could maybe have spent less. We could, mm. we're, we're going to try to do something with the parking. We could just try to leave it as is and park on grass and just kind of hodgepodge it together. Um, we could just have done a sanctuary space, um, and 
you know, throw a couple bathrooms in and we office at um, Panera or whatever. Um, we, we, th- there's all kind of varieties of things we could do, we could have done, you know, all the, all the things. And for some reason, we kind of landed where we landed. Um, what kind of tensions have you felt? Do you feel? I, I feel a lot of tensions. Um, what do you feel in this, in this moment as we process moving, as we process being in this building, as we process where we're at right now? Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's, there's two ways people approach talking about buildings. Um, and I think both of them actually have biblical precedent. Um, you can, which is the thing that's probably more common in our circles is to be very pragmatic with the way that you talk about buildings to want to make sure you're really clear that the building is just a tool. Yeah. Just a tool. You're speaking my language right there. Totally. Yeah. Speaking my language too. I mean, I, I, if you would have asked me, you know, um, when we first planted, you know, are you going to spend a million dollars on a church renovation one day? I would have, I would have scoffed and be like, no, not, you know, not us. Like we're too pure for that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's kind of this, like, it's just a tool. Like we only use it because it's absolutely necessary. Um, you know, they, they worship in, uh, you know, that maybe the, the tribal people in Mexico, like the thing that they're worshiping in is significantly cheaper. Maybe it's open air. Maybe it's just a roof. Maybe it's just a, an, uh, an oak tree or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. people all over the world have been able to worship the Lord without all these bells and whistles and accoutrements. Um, so we don't need it and you should probably feel guilty about it, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And I, I'm uh, probably, um, caricaturing a little bit, but, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of one move. And I think it's rooted in Jesus's teaching. Uh, like, like I think about instances like uh, John chapter four, where he tells the woman at the well that, I mean, one of the, one of the brilliant kind of beautiful aspects of the Christian faith is that we worship God on anywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not about worshiping God on this mount or that mount. It's about worshiping God in spirit and truth. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, wherever the Lord places us in every nook and cranny, we can worship him there. And that's kind of been our, our message as we've worshiped in cafeterias and dance halls that you need tetanus shots to enter into in elementary schools and the lawn at res. We've celebrated that, that you can worship the God of the heavens and the earth, you, you know, everywhere. Uh, so it's, it's rooted in that kind of teaching. It's rooted in the teaching, uh, Jesus is teaching about being careful with money, about gaining the world and losing your soul, about serving mammon. Um, it's, it's rooted in the, the teaching about the uh, decept, uh, what's the word? Deceptivity, is that a word? Deceptiveness? Deceptiveness. There you go. Yeah. Of, of uh, beauty and of sights and sounds. And like we're, we're, looking in, we're looking for the heart. We're looking for deeper realities mm-hmm. than just kind of the pretty on the surface. Yep. So, you know, you, you can build a strong case for wanting to be uh, pretty conservative as it relates to buildings. Uh, but, but I think you can also build a pretty strong case, and maybe our brothers and sisters from other traditions, I think particularly about, um, you know, the higher church traditions, you know, Eastern Orthodox, the Roman Catholic Church, of course, and, and even Anglicanism, uh, Lutherans, for instance, there's, there's kind of a thicker view of the importance of buildings kind of... Uh, I wouldn't quite say as ends in themselves because they want them to point towards God, but you know they, they see the importance of like investing money in facilities and making facilities beautiful, and uh, I think it's rooted in scriptures, like uh, like you, the 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 temple building texts in the Old Testament. You know they spend bukus of money and create these giant uh, facilities for the worship of God, and um, I, I think it's rooted in a certain understanding of creation as of creation as something that communicates God's glory and and the, the human responsibility to cultivate and build and create and to build and create things that reflect the majesty of God. 
you know, I think that's there. So I think all that to say, I mean, the tensions I feel are kind of between this, you know, do we, uh, do we really kind of pour our resources into making something beautiful and into, into making a home? Or do we want kind of our, our lead foot in this thing to be uh, frugality and kind of a recognition that the building is, is a tool? Um, and I've, I've even thought, goodness, about what, what am I going to teach on our first Sunday there? It's like, what do, I, what do I need to emphasize? Do we need to celebrate the fact that the Lord has provided a home? Or do we need to talk about this is just a tool, this is not the finish line? It's like, I think both of those messages can be appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel all of those tensions kind of together. I yep. probably said way too much. No, that's good. And I, I was even thinking I was listening, I think, to a podcast recently. Um, Nine Marks also had one on uh, kind of buildings and yeah. facilities not, not super long ago, but was just thinking about one somebody, uh, some church somewhere, I don't know who it was, um, uses the terms facilities. These facilities are meant to facilitate... Mm. You know, worship of the Lord, discipleship. Um, hopefully, we can have evangelistic conversations, or kind of being hospitable, or you know, whatever. The, these buildings are meant to facilitate something, um, and so I think that's a good. I think that's a super healthy, great way to think about it. But then, kind of to your point, um, and that would be the way I would think about it. Probably more facility. This is here to just facilitate. Let me. I'm going to read this great quote, please, to kind of illustrate that idea. This is from actually saw downtown Prez in Greenville. They just built a new facility, and this was, I, I think, featured in that service. And so this comes from this comes from like discipleship material from the 1950s by someone in the PCA. Um, but they said the church building is not a sacred shrine or temple. Its function is not to house, protect, and display sacred treasures and mysteries. The church building is a convenient, functional place in which the Christian community may meet together as a corporate expression of their common life in Jesus Christ. Mm. I love that. Here, they're to hear what God has to say, them in, say to them in Christ. Here, they're to be together as a community. God dwells with His people. The Christian community, spirit-filled, makes the building holy, for God dwells among men, not in stone. Mm. That's good stuff. Mm. That's solid. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. No, that was so good. That's it, it's the idea that like the Holy Spirit dwelling God's people is that's the temple. That's old. That's the that's the the fulfillment and climax of those beautiful temple building texts in the Old Testament. It's mm. the people of God. That the is people the of God are of God. are are become the temple, and yeah. the spirit the spirit works in us, and we can worship in spirit and truth. To your point anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of even seen that as a, as a church. So there's, there's that tension or there's that, there's that truth really. And then equally, um, there's, there's the sanctuary. There's the kind of hot, you know, hallowed, mm. holy space that the Lord is going to be, um, worshiped in. That would be a, um, not quite a tension that I would feel or not, I, you know, that that's not going to be the one that I lean towards, um, but it makes it makes sense. Um, the the Lord is holy. The Lord is to be worshipped. Um, kind of everything we say and do and look at, you know, all of our five senses. Um, if we can help, kind of provoke those to see mm. the grandeur of um, of who God is. I mean, that's probably a part of the reason of the temple um, in the Old Testament is yeah. is the way it is. Um, Again, they could have just kept doing what they were doing. They could have built something that was less than. They they build this magnificent space, almost the holy of holies, that no one go, not even a person goes into, but once a year. Yeah. Um. No one ever sees it. Uh, and that's like the definition of not functional. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like it's non functionality is kind of the point. 
you know. Exactly. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, that's good. And so just trying to trying to wrestle with that. We want um, the Lord can be worshipped in the gym at, at Greer First Baptist or under an oak tree in the middle of nowhere or at 407 Ridgewood Drive at a mm. at a building that we're you know seeking to renovate. So so we I feel like I've learned from you even over the last couple of years. Um, Really, there's no perfect solutions. There's only tensions to manage. That's what we've been talking with COVID and with any number of millions of decisions we have to make. There's not generally a perfect solution. Um, There's tensions to manage. And so we've tried to, almost you and I hold each other well. Like I want to push towards the functionality. We had some people on our building team that pushed towards functionality. We've got others who um, love love beauty and love design and want to tell a story and have that kind of side of their brain operating. And those are just good tensions to, to wrestle together with. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And, and kind of what, I mean, Aaron and I were talking this morning and we kind of said, we should just record a podcast on this and just kind of think out loud, probably not provide any satisfying resolution That's right. or answers. Um, but just think about, think out loud about these issues, uh, almost to let the church and to let, you know, the friends and family of the church who listen to this, let them in on kind of how we process this. You know, I feel certain that, I feel certain that there's something about this building project we're going to regret. I have no idea what it is, but there's going to be some decision that we made that we're going to say, I really wish we wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we knew what it was, we wouldn't have made that decision, of course. But after we're in there for a couple of years, we're going to realize, you know, we, we wish we would have done something differently. But it's like, you know, we, we trust the Lord and um, we try to think biblically and, and prayerfully and um, just think wisely about these issues and try to move forward as as the, the best stewards that we, we possibly can with this opportunity that's been presented to us. And we pray that the Lord uses it and, and blesses our efforts and pray that my children are baptized there. I pray that the, uh, the children who live back in the neighborhood are baptized there. I pray mm-hmm. that the, the old, the elderly folks who live back in that neighborhood who don't know Christ, we pray that they're baptized there. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to see weddings there. We want to see, you know, we, we want to be rooted there and we want to make Christ known there. Um, and so we, we just pray that he blesses our best attempts to, uh, you know, to, um, to do that. So, yeah, that's really good. And it's, it's interesting in, in thinking about, um, kind of the, even part of wanting to record this conversation is kind of backroom, you know, pastor to pastor, like, how are we, how are we thinking about these things? How are we wrestling through these things? And one of the ideas that I was, uh, well, the trash can. You can talk about the trash. No. Oh. Well, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Trevor always comes in. Trevor loves design and beauty <laughs> and all of those things, and none of that. Even somebody on uh, on Saturday asked me um, about like what's the flooring going to be, and then I saw it over there, and so we went and talked about the flooring, and they were like, "Oh, this is a cool design." I was like, "I literally had zero. I was the last person to have any say on what the actual flooring was going to be." I had the most say on how much is it going to cost, <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm happy to give that pricing, and then somebody else go go choose the go choose the thing, um, and so we play we play to our strengths. But Trevor always comes in with the beautiful pictures and designs and cool graphics and whatever. Um, he came in with a some cool pictures earlier, and it's like, oh, we gotta we gotta think about trash cans and what color our trash cans going to be and what what size they're going to be. And I'm like, let me just get the cheapest black ones on Amazon. We'll put them in the corner. People will find them and it'll be fine. And so we're wrestling with that, you know, together. How do we even handle trash cans? Um, but even thinking about, um, ministry as a whole, like that's what we want to do. We want to minister to people. We want to see people worship the Lord Jesus. 
I was I was telling you about a quote and and um, some ideas that I, I heard from uh, Leslie Newbegin uh, this past weekend talking about uh, two dangers that the church um, can walk in, and that's irrelevance, um, essentially becoming just not mattering to the community, to the city, or syncretism, essentially just compromising, just becoming the culture around you. And he says, if one is more afraid of one danger than the other, one will certainly fall into the other. So all that to say, if, if we're afraid of irrelevance, like we've got to be relevant, we've got to matter, we're going to more likely follow into syncretism. We're going to make certain decisions that um, just kind of flow with the culture, are unbiblical, um, and, and would not necessarily be honoring to the Lord. If we're afraid of syncretism, you know, coming into just being like the culture, we have a temptation to maybe fall to, to irrelevance. Um, that's going to be the one that I would lean towards is kind of really being worried about looking like the culture. Um, so I, I am going to lean towards irrelevance. But just seeing that um, we the, the Lord honors beauty, the Lord honors the, the beautiful designs that, that you love and so many other people love that I just, I just miss or don't get. But it does. It, it, it feels nice. It's it's nice to be in a, a well done space. Um, and so again, we don't want re- we don't want to follow in fall into irrelevance or syncretism because that means we're just not being the church in the mm. least bit. Mm. Um, and so there's some tension to manage of making our space nice and culturally appropriate mm. to where we are in Greer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not in millions. Billions of other places around the world. This is where we're at. Yeah. We're going to be at 407 Ridgewood Drive. We're going to try to honor that to the best of our abilities. Mm. That's good. That's really good. A sensitivity to where the Lord has placed us and and how that kind of drives the uh, the way that we make decisions about the church. That's yeah. good. That's good. Do you have any other thoughts you would want to share about tensions with the building, tensions you're feeling now? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think... I, I would guess... I would guess that the majority of our body... It probably has a, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm wrong in this, but probably has a, the maybe functional mindset as it relates to the building. I think in some ways, the fact that we've met on Sunday nights in the gym at Career First Baptist, it's sort of been a filter. Like it's kind of required a certain kind of um, way of thinking about church facilities in, in order for you to even really be on board with us. That's know? right. Um, so I, I would assume that that's the case. And so I think the thing I would say, like pastorally, is like, let's not be, let's not be afraid to to pause and really celebrate the fact that the Lord has provided a home for us. You know, it's kind of like a young couple. Like um, Joe Rigney wrote this book called The Things of Earth, and he talks about how when his wife first got married, the kind of the the battle that they had was he was all like, "Don't waste your life, um, uh, don't collect seashells." Yeah, you know, John Piper, all full, you know, full Hyper Piper kind of yeah. thing. And uh, his wife was just wanting to buy these like Yankee candles, and she they got in this really big argument. And he was like, we, "We're not going to spend twenty five dollars on a candle." And she's like, "I just want the house to like smell and look nice." And he said like his takeaway from this uh, encounter was like it's possible to honor the Lord like through making that place a home, and that was a, a key piece of making it a home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think what I'm saying is like let's not be afraid of like celebrating the fact that God provided a home. That God has provided us the space, and let's not be afraid of like settling into it and and being thankful for it, 
and like merit on Sunday, just like weeping over God's grace and giving it to us. Like, mm. let's receive it. Mm. You know, Ecclesiastes, man, like let's receive this gift. Life is gift, not gain. Um, and then after we take a season of like receiving it and being thankful for it, let it compel us outside of the building. Mm. Let, us, let it compel us, you know, to the highways and byways to invite people in, to come to, to hear the gospel, to, to dine with the people of God, you know, to, uh, to worship the Lord. So I think that'd be my, my pastoral word. Like, let's not be afraid of like really receiving this as a gift. Yeah, that's good. I was even thinking about this past Sunday in Ecclesiastes 5. And I mean, it's been hitting over and over again, Ecclesiastes, everything is vapor. Mm. And yet, behold, what, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given given him, for this is his lot. So find enjoyment in what God is, has given. I think about um, <laughs> Casey and I had a, had a very rocky dating stage. I summarized that our dating was terrible and our marriage is the best, which is obviously not most people's story. But all that to say, Casey was like, she, she so loved me and she so was willing to be married to me. She expressed that, um, she was like, honestly, I was very worried that we would just never have any fun. Like, all you would want to do is talk about theology and cut everything real thin and, um, you know, teach me or talk over me or, you know, what I was just serious. Yeah, work on a budget, you know, get things done, just be, do all the things that, that are quirky with, with me. And so my wife has been really helpful in showing me beauty and all the things Casey was a photographer at the beginning of our our wedding or our, our marriage and um and really taught me I remember saying to my parents when I was younger like I don't understand the point of pictures pictures are so annoying like why do you always take them like there are moments in the past they make no sense it's past it's gone like I don't care and then I, I married Casey and it's like she's she's telling a story she's showing beauty of wedding days of a of a husband and a and a wife coming together and it slowly like started to provoke my emotions and I started to get it and then I started to second shoot for her and it was it was so fun it was awesome to be part of wedding days and to tell these stories and to to show beauty um and I that that sounds weird coming out of my mouth because that's not a way I operate in the least bit um but I appreciate guys like you my wife many others who love beauty and just enjoy enjoy the good gifts of life um we can we can have fun we can um not always feel guilty i feel sure i could come on here at this podcast every week and make you feel so guilty for something <laughs> like i can make trevor feel guilty i can make all the listeners feel guilty for something some way you're doing it rest in the tensions that we are living in we we are humans this is not a perfect mathematical scientific formula and we're doing the best we can to, to honor the Lord and to worship Him. That's a long way from building tensions. Do you want to close us with anything? I, I can't close. I can't lay the plane better than that. Cool. Well, thank you, listeners, for being with us today. Hopefully, you got a little behind-the-scenes scoop of um, Trevor and me just hashing it out in our office about what we feel about buildings, what we feel about ministry, what we feel about culture, and we're just doing our, the best we can to, to magnify Jesus. So we pray that you would join us in making Jesus known. Uh, wherever you live. We love you and look forward to talking to you soon.